I'm now joined by Don Morgan of Brigade, who is in a studio in New York today. Brigade are one of the managers on our diversified bond strategy. Don, hello to you. Hello, Chris. Don, I wanted to start talking about the performance of the high-yield bond market. Clearly, since we launched the fund uh, back in 2016, it has performed very, very well. And I wonder whether you saw opportunities in this market in the same way that you did when we launched the fund. It's a great question, Chris. If I recall, we last uh, spoke, I believe, in February of 16, and I was commenting on on what a, how opportune I thought the timing was for the fund because high-yield credit spreads had widened dramatically. Spreads had gotten to around 700 to 800 over treasuries um, in February of 16, and at that time, we were seeing a lot of value in not only the high-yield market, but particularly in triple Cs. And so as you've mentioned, the fund and the market have done quite well. There were double-digit returns in 16, and the market is up a little over 6%, as is the fund uh, year-to-date. And high-yield spreads have tightened from about 750 over treasuries to around 350. So, Don, just to be clear, what we mean by spread is the difference between the yield, the income that's generated by government bond, and the yield that's generated by a corporate bond, the difference between the two. Um, historically, the tights on high-yield spreads are around 275. The wides are around 1,000. So from a valuation perspective, um, the market overall, there is less opportunity. Having said that, you know, there's always something for us to do in any market. And whereas in February of 16, we were talking a lot about triple Cs, in today's market, we would say that we're looking for singles with single Bs. So, Don, that's really interesting. If we look at the opportunity set today... Would I be right in thinking that you're less looking at the really lower credit opportunities? You're looking at slightly better uh, quality companies. Is that fair? That is fair, Chris. And when I referenced uh, triple C's and single B's, you know, obviously this is a high-yield bond fund, and high-yield bonds are categorized by Moody's or S&P as sub-investment-grade bonds. So within that strata, the higher quality high yield bonds would be double B, middle quality would be single B, and the lowest quality would be triple C or bonds that have defaulted. And so within the market right now, triple C's have been the best performer in 2016 and 2017. Although the spreads on triple C's are still around 800 over treasuries, we just don't see that there's as much value for the risk that you're taking, given where we are in the cycle. So we are focused towards higher quality. For example, uh, what does that mean in terms of the areas of the of the market that you're looking at? Yes. Great. So in general, we're looking at larger, more well-established companies in, in sort of better industries, companies with high barriers to entry, industries with high barriers to entry, or companies with uh, with high market share. One thing that I would highlight is never in my career since the late 90s have I been more worried about secular changes in industry or um, rapid change due to technological innovation. So every time we're looking at new high-yield issuers like we were in the 90s with a lot of change in telecom and the internet, we have to take a step back and ask ourselves, is this business going to be around in five or 10 years, given what's happening with Amazon, with Uber, with self-driving cars, et cetera? So not only are we focused on higher quality companies right now, we're really trying to look at companies that we think have strong business models that aren't going to be put out of business by new market entrants. And, and, there's, and there's a couple of areas that I wanted to probe, if I may. Um, firstly, you talked about new issuance. Do, do you feel that mm-hmm. the quality of new issuance is, is, the range of quality of new issuance is 
not necessarily con- conducive to um, making good returns for investors as it might have been at a different point in the cycle? So new issuance right now, it really is a seller's market. Um, there is a strong demand for high yield currently. So issuers coming to market are getting very tight yields and spreads, and they're also getting very loose covenants. So as whereas in early 2016, we might have been buying one out of every two or three deals. In 2017, we're buying more like one out of every eight or 10 deals. And it's either because the price is too rich or the covenants are, are too poor. And what, sorry, what do you mean by the covenants? Um, so within bonds, typically there are covenants that tell an issuer uh, what they can and can't do. Restricted payments tests, which allows them to pay dividends to shareholders, or leverage tests, which allows them to borrow money, or collateral tests, which allow them to sell things. And those covenants protect us and our investors um, from things that the company may wish to do that harm the credit. And when the market gets very strong, um, the ability to get really strong covenants declines. And in fact, we're seeing many deals come with very little covenants at all, and we're trying to avoid those deals. And therefore, are we going back to the type of issuance that we saw prior to the global financial crisis, where there was the so-called covenant light deals that eventually some investors came to, to rue buying in the first place? Yep. Um, we are seeing a similar percentage of covenant light deals as we did in 2006, 2007. Um, however, I would say the absolute leverage um, in the companies is lower than it was then. The sort of zombie LBOs that were created in 06 or 07 companies. The, 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 sorry, the, the, the LBOs, you mean the le- leverage buyouts? Right. So uh, a lot of the high yield market is leverage buyouts where the financing for leverage buyouts. So in 2006 and seven, you had this big boom in leverage buyouts and companies were being levered eight or nine or 10 times cash flow. And you were seeing covenant light deals then. So as long as the companies could cover their interest expense, they weren't going to default. And that hurts a creditor because as, as you pay more and more interest expense out and the value of the business gets worse, your recovery goes down. So we're seeing similar covenant light deals today, but the absolute leverage on businesses is much lower than it was back then. But to, to sort of summarize, Don, you still see opportunities out there and there's still ways to make money for our clients going forward. Sure, absolutely. So if I recall in February, we were talking about triple C's again. And one of our favorite ideas was uh, was AMD, which was a technology company. And I think I mentioned the bonds were in the low 60s and they had a lot of cash and a lot of good prospects. Um, we ended up selling the majority of our bonds back to AMD in 2016, I think in the mid to high 90s. So that was a great investment. Where we are today, um, I look at the energy space, and while there's a lot of issues with commodity prices, I don't think the Internet or Amazon is going to be putting oil companies out of business anytime soon. And within the energy space, um, I like the oil services companies. I feel that they're less dependent on oil prices. So I mentioned singles with single Bs. There's three companies that, that we like in oil services. We like Rowan, we like Weatherford, and we like Transocean Bonds. All three of these companies have longer dated maturities bonds in the 2030 to 2040 range. The bonds trade in the low to mid 80s, and they're yielding anywhere from around 7% to around 9%. And you see there's real opportunity for upside in those bonds? Yeah, I mean, all, all three are public companies. All three have pretty strong management. Some of them had, have had management changes, and the results have been very strong management among the three. 
They're all industry leaders at what they do, and I just don't see any liquidity concerns over the next few years um, in pretty much any oil price environment. Don, that's really interesting, but I'm afraid it's all we've got time for. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Chris. views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.